What are the secrets of those extraordinary individuals that have achieved extraordinary success? Listen to their stories, discover their knowledge bursts, make those connections. Get ready. It's time to start moving forward. John Lim here, and we're moving forward today with Mark Moran. He is a content producer and composer of Underscore Music at Breadwin Productions, LLC. He's also written, directed, and produced films and web series. How are you today, Mark? I'm doing great, John. How are you? I'm doing fine. And actually, you and I connected, were cross paths a long time ago for a project called Star Trek New Voyages. Correct. World enough in time. Uh, yes, absolutely. And uh, talk a little bit about what you did for that project. Well, uh, yeah, I started out uh, at the lowest uh, on the totem pole. I was a produ- production assistant, a PA, and was helping Tasha Hardy. She asked me to help out with craft services. So I was helping out with food. And uh, uh, a- as we went along, I, I got promoted and started being more intimately involved in the production itself. Uh, and at one point, she needed me to make some phone calls. So I started making phone calls for Tasha Hardy. And one of the phone calls was to obtain uh, a camera. And since I knew that there were already there were already documentaries going on that were in the background, kind of watching the behind the scenes, what behind the scenes of what was going on. So I uh, assumed that I was getting somebody's behind the scenes camera for them. And I made the call. I did what she told me to do, and I ended up getting the 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 the, the, the cameras. And these were the actual cameras that we used to shoot World Enough in Time with oh, starring George Takei. Yeah, no, that's great. And I, I, honestly, I mean, it's like, uh, you know, I, I think it's it's a misnumber to call the production assistants the lowest level low. I mean, you guys really helped make this production happen. I mean, because you were, I, I remember, and I remember Tasha, she was a line producer, and, and all of you were just like working so hard, so many long hours to make sure that everything was running like a well-oiled machine. So my thing. Thanks to you, Mark. But talk a little bit about what you're doing now and a little of your career background and journey. Yeah, it's um, my journey was uh, wow. That's a big question. <laughs> um, I started out as a, um, I literally was a steamline inspector between high school and college oh, wow. at, at a uh, Hercules plant where they made they used nitroglycerin and made explosives for the military. Oh my gosh! Wow. So I had, I had an explosive start to my my yeah. career. <laughs> so you say, and, I mean, did um, you have? I mean, did you have like background in chemistry or? I mean, uh, well, I, I went I went to Virginia Tech and I studied in aerospace engineering. Oh, believe it or cool. not. Very cool. and and so I got a bachelor's degree there. I was I was uh, a bachelor's degree in engineering, uh, aerospace oh, engineering. Should have had you on the Starship Enterprise then. You should have been <laughs> you should have been helping making sure that that ship could fly. Yeah, well, I mentioned I got I was a PA, but by the end of the of the production, I was actually a unit production manager. Yeah. So yeah, very cool. Very <laughs> so uh, anyway, but as back when I was in college, I was an aerospace major at Virginia Tech. And I became the assistant editor for Engineers Forum magazine, which is a magazine for alumni. Oh, cool! Uh, and I, you know, I did help with the layout and, and figure out content for the magazine. I wrote fiction stories about, you know, science fiction basically for it. And we um, we published that and uh, even a special issue, a special edition. After I uh, graduated from from that, and there, and one of one 
of the things I did while I was there was write a, my first novel. It was that wasn't published, but it became the basis for a novel that I'm working on now. Oh, very cool. Which is about a Manhattan Project scale effort to determine uh, does God does God and the supernatural exist? Um, there's a, this 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 woman engineers this project and and her heart is torn between sabotaging it to guarantee the answer is no, uh, and allowing it to run its course. Mm, um, wow! So that that's a novel I'm about to have published. But at, for, well, starting out of Virginia Tech Aerospace, um, I graduated and I went to work with um, f- flight test engineers and test pilots. Uh, for the Navy, primarily the Navy, not only mm-hmm. the Navy, but primarily the Navy at, the, at Pax River at the Naval Air Test Center, which is in Maryland. Mm-hmm. And um, I worked for a company called DCS. And um, and by the way, my dad was a was a in the Navy. He was a lieutenant commander when he retired from the Navy. So he was kind of an inspiration for me. Oh wow, that's great. Um, and from from the, the working with test pilots and things like that, then I. I became a, a, a subcontractor with Wiley Labs for Grumman, Grumman, who had a contract on on the with NASA for the space station. Space, it was called Space Station Freedom. Started out before it became the International Space Station. It started out Space Station Freedom, and then they had these major cutbacks in the budget. I was one of 600 people that got laid off, hmm. and then. They, they instead of calling it space station freedom, they they jokingly referred to it as space station Fred, <laughs> and and then it later on eventually became this international space station. But I had to move on with my life, yeah. even though I loved that. Um, I went on and I I got my uh, my master's degree, and I, in this case I was sort of inspired by my mom who was a nurse, and so I got involved in biostatistics, which is oh. the statistics of healthcare and things yeah. like that. And um, so I, w- I went from there. I got got uh, I were I was employed by the United States Census Bureau, the headquarters of the Census Bureau, where I worked on things like record linkage, uh, linking together data on the same person and seeing whether the data really was the same person, um, things like that. Um, and, th- and that actually laid the seeds for my work with uh, uh, an investigation I've been doing about William Shakespeare and his background. It's actually a record linkage project that I'm hoping to get published within the next year. Oh, that's good. Um, so, and I'm, yeah, I've been very interested in William Shakespeare from many different perspectives, his life story. And, and talk a little bit about uh, your, your work as a composer for underscore music. I mean, that's really interesting. I mean, do you have an uh, extensive music background? And I mean, it just sounds like you have this like blend of, of the science background as well as this creative streak in you. Uh, yes. Um, I actually, uh, I started out when I started my music background started out uh, as a kid. I was, I was, I, my, my originally, my brother was, his name Steve was, was scheduled to take guitar lessons. And for some reason he chickened out of the guitar lessons. Mm-hmm. So my dad asked me, well, do you want, since we already paid for this, do you want to go? And I said, <laughs> Oh, sure, dad. <laughs> so that was kind of the start of it all. And, um, and I, I started writing music. I was kind of inspired by the Beatles, uh, Lennon, McCartney, and, and Harrison, Good inspiration. Um, mainly. And uh, my and I and I sort of started. I, I was composing music and writing songs and writing material for things all the way from college on for the pretty much all my life. Um, I I took a course out in Los Angeles uh, from from uh, um, a gentleman who's composed for 
for Batman and for a bunch of movies that are, um, you know, uh, A-list actors and uh, top billing, uh, tentpole kind of productions, and uh, took a, his course on on film composition. Uh, that was uh, several years ago, and uh, I actually and our first film when I, after I was done with, at the at the Census Bureau, I actually worked for the Census Bureau for 15 years. Wow! Um, and after that, uh, at, during that time is when uh, I got a call from Mark Zickery, and I was offered the opportunity to work. After I had been working on a statistics, was something called Statistics 101, uh, edutainment, so-called mm-hmm. uh, effort to to teach people about statistics, but using a science fiction, entertaining way, yeah, uh, so that they can, that it's it's it, the pill can be swallowed more easily, oh, <laughs> and, and and so uh, that's uh, kind of how uh, Mark Zickery ended up. Uh, approaching me and I worked on World Enough in Time, George yeah, and Dickey for, and all for that. For our uh, listeners, I mean, Mark Zickrey, who we had on the first season of this show, I mean, he's uh, he's worked in television for years as a producer, he's a writer, He's and he's directed. And World Enough in Time, I think, was his directorial debut. So that, that's I think really so. Cool. Yeah, yeah. And that, so you've had quite an interesting journey, Mark. And, and I was curious, and one of the things we like to explore on Moving Forward are you know, any career journey you have, and, and you mentioned that um, you have experienced the laid off, layoff. So I was wondering, I mean, can you share a time where you, you feel like, wow, I mean, everything is just falling apart. I, I feel like I've hit this big roadblock and, uh, you know, I'm not exactly sure what lies ahead of me. Uh, yeah, um, I had a um, crisis with my kidneys, which ended up I ended up in the hospital mm. uh, for a week, um, where they were talking about kidney uh, transplants and things like that. Uh, it was uh, it was a, a really uh, tough time. Um, and the first thing I actually saw, the first thing I saw when I opened my eyes, because I was uh, kept unconscious for I think like overnight uh, yeah. for one night. Um, and the first thing I remember seeing was this uh, – somebody had a crucifix on the wall. And I was remember thinking, you know, here was somebody who went through suffering far worse than I did. And, uh, and he, 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 was, he was the master of what happened. He didn't uh, just accept the, the – the, 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 he, he applied the suffering to a cause. And whenever we have, whenever we have to struggle and have suffering, uh, we have to um, apply that suffering to something good – to something higher than than our own uh, moment in the journey. Wow. And actually, that leads me perfectly into my next question, Mark. So you had this moment where it sounds like your spirituality, your faith uh, really kind of brought you through a difficult time in the hospital. So it sounds like that was a moment in which you had a revelation. And what changed for you after that, after that experience? Um, I think I, I had a better appreciation for life mm-hmm. and all the things that 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 I have been given as as gifts and uh, just just uh, 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 I took it as a new start and um, a, a learning opportunity some something that I I could uh, draw upon when I'm uh, one of my core of what I do is is come up with content for yeah. stories yeah and. And this is the kind of thing I can relate be- much better to people in some of these situations that come up in stories, having gone through it at least once than I could have otherwise. Yeah, I mean, I think that is so important because as a content producer, you really have to understand 
at the heart of it stories and and what people go through and it sounds like you were able to use a very difficult time in your life to be able to become a better content producer i i hope so that is that is what i've been trying to do um uh, we are kind of consider ourselves pioneers at our company. We founded, after uh, World Enough in Time, we founded a company called Breadwin Productions, mm-hmm. and we we our brand is what we call the new badass edgy, <laughs> where where traditional edgy kind of chews up tradition, and and spits it out. What we're trying to do is is a is a new kind of edgy, a badass edgy. Uh, think of the Passion of the Christ. Mm-hmm. Um, where instead of chewing up and tearing down what is actually the GPS of life, tradition is is what is what we consider the GPS of life. When you want to figure out where you're going or where you are, you you consult your GPS. Uh, tradition is kind of an analogy to that. It, in our lives, we have tradition for the sake of having that GPS, and and the problem comes up when people uh, just cut it up and and chew it out and spit it out. Instead of, of uh, building it up, because tradition is all about the good and building up the good. Tradition is about uh, forging new things that are good and, and over generations. It's a hard road to hoe. Um, and and the, what our, the kind of story edgy that we want to do with our new edgy, the badass edgy, is to go the other way. And instead of um, chew up and spit out um, – uh, tradition, uh, except I mean, there's some cases where tradition goes astray and goes wrong, which where it's good to do something like that. But in many cases, it's better to chew out, chew up those who are chewing up tradition. In yeah. in many cases, yeah. uh, um, and and some of the examples of when I say the word tradition, it's not always. It might not be the first thing that pops in your mind. Uh, some of the things we've done with tradition are things like yard sales. We've mm-hmm. been working on a show called Yard Sale 411, and, and uh, it's about re- a reality TV series about yard sales and, and the tra- American, all-American, totally American way of, of, uh, of meeting each other's needs through selling items that are going to be otherwise tossed in the trash or a, a landfill. And they're gonna, it's a totally green, totally American way to deal what, with What problems. is that saying? Like one person's trash is another person's treasure? Exactly, yeah. and that's what it's what it's all about. In our case, we've gone through a major struggle there too. Uh, our star of the show, the guy who's the show runner, the show creator, um, he passed away. Oh wow! And uh, his name was George Selby. He rests in peace. Uh, George Selby was the pioneer for that show, um, but we're not giving up on it. We're going to we're we're planning to do a, a Kickstarter campaign to raise some funds to work on it and and come up with some new stars. Oh, very good. Well, Mark, are you ready for the knowledge burst session? Sure. All right. Well, this is where our guests share three game-changing resources and tips that can help our listeners move forward. So as a content producer, I'm excited to ask you this. Is there any particular inspirational content in your life? Has there been a particular movie, book, song, or it could be a cultural travel experience that inspired you to keep moving forward? Yeah. Uh, the, yes. Um, uh, William Shakespeare, I would say, is my inspiration. William Shakespeare is sometimes considered the the greatest uh, writer of the English language, and his his um, his 
approach to life. It turns out that that he was part of a in his real life, he was part of a, a people who were basically persecuted, but he didn't. Um, and 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 the the whole idea was you couldn't you couldn't talk about anything that was really of the higher realm. You couldn't talk about things that were. If you disagreed about something about spirituality or you disagreed about something like that, uh, you couldn't openly talk about it on on the stage. So what he did was he found out ways to talk about it that went over the heads of the censors. Yeah, kind of like Star I, Trek did it. Exactly. George, yeah. Gene Roddenberry did the yeah. same thing with Star Trek. He he took messages from from real life and, and ordinary situations and he hid them in a science fiction setup. Yeah. Very cool. Mark, share if you have one. Do you have a favorite app, website, or productivity practice that has been proven really beneficial to you creating content or to your line of work? Um, in, in my case, I think the, the, best, um, the best app or um, – for me, for me, um, LinkedIn has been very fruitful. I've yeah. I've met That's people on LinkedIn that have have helped my career, have helped me come up with ways of, and not. I mean, I, I think of IMDb.com too, but but for me, with my, I can get oftentimes get in touch with people through LinkedIn. Whereas if I just find a name on IMDb.com, sometimes you have to go through a chain of command. Yeah. To yeah. get now, LinkedIn is a powerful, powerful tool, and I really think more and more people should be utilizing it. So I'm, I'm so glad you shared that. Well, Mark, uh, how do you recharge your batteries or reboot when you feel like uh, you know you're you're up against the wall, or maybe you're getting writer's block or content creation block? Well, what I first of all I do is I remind myself that I that I. I honestly do not really have a writer's block. I mo- normally have more – I more accurately have writer's, di- writer's diarrhea where, <laughs> where, where I have so much I want to want to get out that it's there's, it's sometimes that, that's a challenge. And, um, and, and in order to control that, um, I go back to basics. I, 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 uh, who was it? Uh, there was a um, famous football coach who said something to his, his NFL – Pro team, he he held up, uh, he held this this object in his hand, and he said, "Gentlemen, this is a football." And he he went back to the basics and reaffirmed the basics. He went back to to um, what what is the ver- the point of what you're doing? What is the, what? Why are you doing it in the first place? If you can understand why you're doing it, then getting to the how part is a lot easier. I like it. Getting back to the why, very very good. Hey, Moving Forward listeners, you can find links to many of the books and resources mentioned by today's guest, along with offers to try out Audible and Amazon Prime. These are affiliate links for which I receive a small commission, which helps the podcast and is greatly appreciated. You can find these on the write-up for today's episode at bemovingforward.com. Hey Mark, so you ready to do a little time travel? As a fellow sci-fi fan, we're gonna we're gonna hop into a time machine. Okay. All right. So I want you to pick a time in your past, and you're gonna meet your younger self, and pick a time where maybe you were going through a difficult time. Maybe that time where you went, or you were in the hospital, or some other time in your life. I'll let you choose, and share one piece of advice with your past younger self that would have been really beneficial to you at that time. 
Um, in my case, um, the the probably the most uh, the, the, the 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 issue that came up that affected my life more than any other uh, was that uh, a, a woman who she was in her forties and I was eleven years old and she molested me. Mm. Um, and I'm going to keep this uh, rated G, you know, right. <laughs> but um, but as a, I didn't know at the time, you know, I felt like I was a participant in what was happening. But as as an adult, as someone looking back, I would have told myself, uh, this is what you do now from here forward is going to affect your whole entire life. Yeah. And, you know, so take it very seriously. Don't think for a moment that you are you're not really participating in this. You're you're in, in this case, you're a victim of something. And and you need to uh, you need to actually be the more the more of the adult than the other person was in the situation. Thank you for sharing that, Mark. I know that's a, a very very difficult thing to to look back on. And Mark, how can our listeners connect with you and learn all about the great work that you're doing? Yes, um, they can uh, look. They can uh, email me. My email address is breadwinproductions at gmail dot com. That's bread, as in the bread you eat. Mm-hmm. Uh, bread win, as in winning something. Uh, Breadwin Productions, one giant word at gmail.com. Okay, and we'll have that on the write up. And Mark, I'd like you to close out the show. So, using no more than three or four words, what parting wisdom would you like to pass on to moving forward listeners? Be edgy. Be be badass edgy. (laughs) Be badass edgy. Thank you so much, Mark. I appreciate it. And appreciate you taking the time out to share your story and your knowledge first with our listeners so they can move forward. My pleasure, John. I appreciate your having me on the show. And moving forward, listeners, check us out. Follow us on Facebook, LinkedIn, Twitter, at Be Moving Forward. Join us next Tuesday for another extraordinary guest. Have a great week. And remember... Always be moving forward. Now it's time for you to move forward and unlock the extraordinary in you. Moving Forward is produced by John Lim and Bali Solutions, LLC. All rights reserved.